Tonight, CCW News brings you coverage from Davos with our own roving reporter, Fritzina Fluffybottom, and news anchor Max von Riegelbeiser, live at the World Economic Forum, where hundreds of real-life zillionaires fly their private jets to a resort in Switzerland as part of their plot to overthrow the world. Take it away, cats, and keep it. Thank you, Larry! Larry? Really? <laughs> Let it go, Chuck. Fritzy and I are thrilled to the tips of our whiskers to be part of this press corps here in Davos, Switzerland. The security here is a sight to behold. While all the rich and powerful people were being wanted, patted, and checked in, we just walked right in between the guards' legs. The best part about being an apex predator is that we fit right in with the rest of the attendees. Oh my gosh, big brother, there are so many famous and fancy people here, I hardly know where to start. I think we should go right to the top. Which one of these old, scary, bald men is in charge? I honestly don't know, dear sister. They all look and sound the same to me, too. Oh, I think I recognize that guy talking over there. He has a really distinky accent. Let's start with him. Hello, Mr. Soros. We're here from CCW News, and we are big fans. We loved you when you only lived twice in Austin Powers. Would you please take a few moments to tell us about your role here? Hello, Miss Kitty. Welcome to my event. Soros could not make it this year, I am afraid. <laughs> I am the founder of the WEF, Klaus Schwab. Six million apologies, Herr Schwab. My sister does get you too confused sometimes. After all, she is a cat. We do appreciate you taking the time to interview with us. Our listeners are curious about the goings-on, given that there are so many odd conspiracy theories about how you want to control the entire planet's food supply... Technology, medicine, energy, banks, communications, and population. They even say you want to create human-robot hybrids and designer stomach enzymes that you can use to reprogram and control people. Yes, that is all true. It is? Every single thing? Then why are other reporters being called tinfoil hat-wearing lunatics for asking if what you just said was true? And if it is all true, why are you doing it right out in the open for all to see? Well, we cannot have the general population concern themselves with the difficulties of our plans for them. It is better to have them believe that it is not real. They are so easy to manipulate that they will believe anything the talking box tells them. So we do not even bother to cover it up. <laughs> I have even written a book that they could read about it if they wanted to. Well, I don't understand half of the, uh, what you just said, but it sounds nice. I hear that the theme this year is corporations for a fragrant world. That is cooperation in a fragmented world, Miss Cat. We intend to master the future by forcing big corporations and technology to work with governments for the Great Reset. But what if people do not want to cooperate? That would be most unfortunate, mein Cat. Oh, dear. I did not see that coming. Well, then, perhaps you should pay better attention. Auf Wiedersehen, Mr. Cat. Oh, gosh, Big Brother, he got so mad over a little question that he stormtrooped off. I wonder why he was so upset. He seems to have everything he could ever want. He could be using all of his power and money and influence and smarts and connections and scariness to try to help people instead of being so mean and bossy all the time. It looks like I have a lot to read upon, dear sister. Look, here comes another one of the bigwigs. He is the president of Europe's largest industrial company, Siemens. I'll bet he's got more money than Kirk Cameron. Hello, Mr. Jim Hangman Snape. Do you have time for a quick interview? Oh, I've always 
always wanted to meet you, Mr. Snape. I just wanted to tell you how much I love how you always treated Harry Potter like you didn't like him when you were just really a sad man who got hurt and then actually saved everybody in the end. I knew all along that you didn't kill Dinglebore. You don't look like Alan Rickman, but I know he was just playing you in the movies. I bet you're even nicer in person than how you were played in the movies. But in the world? So what would a wizard be doing at the World Economic Forum? Not a wizard, I... Oh, a thousand pardons. That's correct. The wizard thing is only for the movies. In a way, it's a relief. At least that Klaus fellow will not be able to wish his New World Order magically into effect. Now, since you are featured here at the WTF, you must still be very powerful in a different way. What were you here to talk about? I am here to discuss ways to save the climate. Oh, no, Mr. President of Siemens. Is the climate really going away? What will happen to the flowers and the birds and the lizards and the peacocks and the cows and the porcupines and the crabgrass and the pine trees and the fishes and the yellow-breasted sapsuckers and the goats and the kumquats and the platypuses and the hippopotamuses? Don't you worry, Miss Cat. It's not going away completely. It's simply changing. It is? Yes, and one of the main things we're talking about here is how we can correct that and continue to make climate livable on Earth. A noble goal indeed! If I could only understand what you were talking about... I think I should go now. A thousand barometers of pardons, good sir. I assure you I have only the best of intentions. But I am in the end just a cat. I don't always express myself in my intended way. But I promise I will do my best to understand and be understood. Fair enough. What is your proposal to help fight climate change? We strongly believe that a key component of success in this area is to reduce the number of meat-eaters on the planet. You're not talking about us, are you? What? Oh, no, we are strictly talking about the humans. Well, that's a relief. I don't know what I would do if I couldn't eat chicken or fish or mutton or venison or rabbit or mice or canaries or cheeseburgers or steaks or chili con carne or clam chowder or beef stew or pork chops or ham hocks or buffalo wings or ceviche or stickers or sushi or shark or meatballs or beefy mac or BLTs or bison or... But please, you're making me hungry. And what do you suggest as alternatives? Hey, Mr. Cat, until we can create new proteins, we suggest such sources as algae, seaweed, cacti, and the bugs. And how many people do you suggest should change from bacon-wrapped sirloin to braised aloe vera with ladybug butter? Five dozen? A few thousand? Just a billion. A billion? Why, that's even bigger than the population of Ohio. A very lofty goal indeed. And are you volunteering to be one of those billion? Of course. I already am a vegetarian. Well, that would explain why you're so small, good sir. That leaves me with another pressing question, sir. Is your company name Siemens indicative of another alternative protein source? Screw this. I'm out of here. He must be on his way to a fine roasted ragweed and roach dinner. Oh, look, Big Brother, it's former Vice President Al Gore. Hi, Mr. Al Gore. Do you have time for a few questions for CCW News? Sure, uh, Miss Cat. Mr. Gore, after you lost in 2000, you said the polar ice caps would be completely melted in three to five years. And when that didn't happen, in 2006, you bumped it to another 50 years in your inconvenient documentary, in which you also said that by 2016... Children would have no idea what snow was. Then in 2017, you made your inconvenient sequel, in which you promised mass starvation due to crop failures in China. Much like the esteemed Dr. Fauci, whom I have also interviewed, I cannot help but admire a man who can tell such whoppers and still have a following. Screw this. I'm out of here. I didn't even get to ask him an inconvenient question. Oh, well. Hey, Big Brother, here comes another nice man that didn't become president. Mr. Carey, Mr. Carey, down here. You said you think using fossil fuels is bad for us. Does that mean your airplane runs on your wife's ketchup? Screw this. I'm out of here. Well, that wasn't very nice. How about this man in a sweatshirt who keeps asking everybody for money? 
only thought the panhandlers were supposed to be outside. Oh, dear sister, you should recognize the president of Ukraine. He interviewed with me just last year. Ah, yes, Mr. Zelensky. You say you oppose authoritarian governments. So when do you plan to step down? Grudis, I am out of here. We will continue to monitor the goings-on of the Axis of Evil, uh, World Economic Forum. I'm Chuck U. Farley for CCW News. Good night, and may God help us. the masks have finally come off, large portions of society are reckoning with the fact that they enjoyed being imprisoned in their homes for nearly three years. Businesses no longer bother with customer service, co-workers no longer bother changing out of their pajamas when they come to the office, and men and women no longer even bother with dressing up to go on dates. In celebration of this mediocrity, CCW Labs presents a new line of cosmetics, toiletries, and other personal care products for the man or woman who simply no longer gives a damn about themselves, their hygiene, or their effect on society. Introducing Meh, a line of quality health products for the modern person not bothering to go anywhere. Our impudent toothpaste is specially formulated to clean the Cheeto sheen off your gums and guarantees to barely cover the garlicky goodness of your sequestered self. It's available in Winter Meh, Spear Meh, and Cinna Meh. With our line of Meh Trollium Jelly products, you can get back to the moist skin that months indoors took away. The line includes Mezzine eye drops to help you adjust outdoor life and preparation meh to help ease the pain of standing up again. Men and women will need our meh baleen makeup line in order to be accepted into polite society with colors like mesmerize, material girl, and our full line of metallics. You'll find colors to match your skin tone and your total apathy. Our products are only available online because that's the only way anyone shops anymore. Order today, or don't. I don't care. Tonight on Counterculture Wise, we are going to talk about why we can't have nice things. And do we have some stories for you? We also visit with, holy crap, this is actually happening, Chucky Farley and another one of Fritzy's fine gigs. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome to Counterculture Wise, a Stormcap production. The views expressed on this podcast are those of the hosts, our guests, and the dog, and do not necessarily reflect the views of any of our platforms, our advertisers, or any other dog. Yeah. 
else you listen today, please remember, we are so much more than a podcast. All of our stories we discuss are linked in our show notes on counterculturewise.com. Visit there for commentary, guest photos and links, animations, and fun merchandise. If you have a story idea or would like to be a guest on our show, contact us via our website. You can also follow us on Twitter, Gab, Instagram, Facebook, and all over social media where we'll post memes, cat pics, and commentary that gets us booted off on a regular basis. If you're listening live, be sure to join our chat on Spreaker. If you're listening dead, please stop voting Democrat, but enjoy the show anyway. And a fine howdy-ho here from deep in the heart of Texas. What an amazing, beautiful, fantastic Sunday, even though it's very seattle here. But we had friends from Seattle who brought the weather with them, and we had a lovely day an with them. We'll talk a little bit about though. that in a minute. I am your hostess with the mostest, Ms. Melanie Hope. And here in front of me is my best friend, happens to be my husband, my co-host, and my sweet Babu, Mr. James Modis. You know, I really don't deserve that much applause, but I will drink it in like kind of like the whiskey I had today. The, uh, <laughs> that was pretty amazing that stuff. Was some pretty good stuff right there. Yeah. Babu. Oh, Babu. <laughs> I just throw that in. It's it's, it's in to, the contract. Well, you didn't get a bad joke. I thought you had a bad joke. You were I was tell. looking one up and didn't find one in time. I went, went to a site that says "bad dad jokes" and a bunch of T-shirts come up. Of course, yes. Yeah. I'll, well, I'll, I'll what do did last the mother week's. buffalo say to the baby buffalo when she sent him to school? No idea. Bison. Babu. <laughs> You're welcome. That's, uh, that's, that's, You're welcome. That's I usually bad. make my kids do math for those jokes. If you hear much grinding in the background, that would be the dog's teeth on a toy yeah, that was supposed we're, to be we're quiet. We're a professional outfit here. Yeah, we, we're we, trying to make them be quiet. They're going, grind, 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 grind. Non squeaky toys only. Okay, grind, grind, grind. So here here at Grinder, we <laughs> swipe left, swipe left. Okay, I don't know which one of those works and which way Counter, Counterculture is. grind is a. Counterculture is a, grind. <laughs> is a Stormcat production. Hey, folks, I don't care where you're listening or if you're listening live or not. Whatever you are doing, wherever you are, drop everything. What? <laughs> hit like, hit share, hit subscribe, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell that lady next door that keeps throwing her panties in your lawn. Tell everybody about counterculture wise. She's throwing panties in her lawn? I haven't even noticed. No, you haven't noticed. I was really hoping that you were going to take care of that. But yes, folks. Give us a 95-star review if you like our show. If you hate our show, give us a five-star review. And, of course, if you have any complaints, please visit counterculturewise.com. Click com. on the IDT10T ID10 form. <sighs> Tell us what you're whining about, and we will give it the attention it deserves. Meanwhile, you are free to tip us. Send us your dough. Buy our crap. All kinds of things going on. Of course... We are completely shadow banned on the screw tubes, but we are live everywhere else. So join us, won't you? Won't you indeed? 
It's been, uh, I, I wanted to give a shout out today to some very close friends of mine. I've known the husband for over 30 years and the wife for almost as long. And oh, I didn't realize that you knew him so much longer. Yeah. So you saw them get married and everything. Yeah, I oh, was, uh, so I, I, I met him in 1991. Wow. And she was married to somebody, he was getting divorced from somebody, if I remember correctly, and They've been together for a long, long time now, and Clay and Val, if you're listening, uh, we love you, and thank you for sharing an amazing weekend with us. It was great. They're RVing around the country, and it's just adding to my, let me put it this way, I was against the idea of, of being an RVer. Just a few years ago, and now he I'm was like, also against the idea of dogs and against the idea of Texas. Man, well, I let's have, just not go there. Let's, I have fixed you, you have, good, didn't she I? She has this ability <laughs> to take this narrow, short story and turn it into a a, a Panavision like Technicolor. I'm to leave the house because he might full, bring home another dog. Dolby stereo. <laughs> who cares? <laughs> you know. She was telling a story to our friends yesterday, and it started off just being a straightforward story, and then she went off on a hundred tangents, and well, it should have taken five minutes, maybe, how long was it before I, it was like half an hour before I stepped in and said, and about the puppy, and about the puppy, and about the puppy, we've already shared the story of the puppy with you last week, but <laughs> to give a quick, uh, a quick um, summary I got us a, a puppy. I, I wasn't really even wanting to get a puppy, but as soon as I met the puppy and how she interacted with Aaliyah, who is a lovely doggy but a bit of a problem child, nothing, not her fault. Um, she was an at, at damaged. Yeah, a little bit. She's she's doing the RCA doggy thing right now. Oh, her really? Head's cocked and one of her ears is up. It's adorable. Hmm. His master's voice. <laughs> yeah. Famous painting became the logo of. RCA for decades. Oh wow! I didn't yeah. realize that was from a painting. Yeah, it's also she's all the... upset because I gave her a treat and I gave the other doggy a treat, and she finished her treat first. And now she's really upset about the whole situation. Yeah, they're they're weird. They're getting used to each other. They're best buddies, but they are still getting used to each other. And I have a feeling they may make an appearance in some sketches before mm-hmm. very long. I haven't figured out their voices yet, but yeah. I'm sure it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it takes time to develop. <clears throat> it takes time to develop these characters. I mean, we didn't have Max on as a character for a, for a little while, and then once he was a character, it was a long time before we brought Fritzy in. Yeah, and she didn't start in the form she's in I think now. Abby was the first character because yeah. she had her own advice column, right? Which, um, yeah. you know, when Abby got canceled, we <laughs> <laughs> canceled. Maybe. Uh, who knows? Maybe one of these these girls will take Abby's place, like um, Abigail's daughter did. We'll see. Dear Sadie, yeah, dear Satan. I mean Sadie, <laughs> sadist. We'll see. We'll see. That, that's my nickname for her. <laughs> <clears throat> so anyway, we spent a lovely evening last night with them, and then this afternoon, well, the, this morning they joined us at church, and then we spent some time at their lovely RV. Yes, and. Yeah, Val is such a class act. I mean, everything mm-hmm. she touches is just so just done well. Yeah. And, and she's a master decorator. And even even the tiniest space, I mean, she showed us their itty-bitty 
you know, RV bedroom, which has a queen size bed in it. And like, you basically have to crawl onto it. Cause sure. No, that's, that's normal for RVs. And yet it still looked like a, a bedroom from, you know, Better Homes and Gardens. Right. I mean, she right. does everything so flawlessly. She's so amazing. And wow. Seeing uh, Clay with his, his, I mean, he was always like the very upright. Well, yeah, uh, you used to have short relatively short yeah. hair. And I had really long hair, and now it's... And now it's swapped, and yeah. gosh, it really works for him. It's, yeah, better than it worked <laughs> for me, got, I'll tell you that for sure. He's got the hippie look down. He looks great. And they're so happy. <laughs> they are. He, I mean, well, just, he's retired. He's having. He's living the good life. He is. He, he's, he's, he's having the time of his life. And they're visiting people. She said that they actually met people that she's only been friends on friends with on Facebook and finally got to meet them in person. I mean, how fun is that? That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. I do have some friends like that. And, and too. I, I'm going to brag a little bit. They're both members of Mensa. They're both absolutely brilliant, very fun people. I, it, yeah. It was a, a wonderful day, a wonderful day. And we're going to wrap it up by talking about crazy <laughs> kooky people <laughs> that are messing with our world, but it'll be fun. You know, the great thing about it? What? No politics. Yeah, we're not yeah, we're, politics. Except, you know, maybe maybe it might be touched on by... By, Ch- by Chuck, by Chuck. Yeah, but, but for we're the avoiding part, that this evening yeah, just for the... not even avoiding it. Just that's the way the, the cookie And crumbled. nothing's really changed. Yeah, same old, same old. I mean, yeah. more, more documents. I'm sure they'll find more. And yeah. Eventually, they'll dig up some bodies or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That wouldn't make you know who very very happy, but anyway, um, doesn't matter. He'll still get away with it. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, anyway. why don't we head on into the best place to start? Counterculture Wise is proud to present news of the weird and wonderful. Here are your hosts, Melanie Hope and Jim Monis. Okay, <laughs> this one's a little. Different. This one veers on why Remember, we can't have nice things. This is weird and wonderful. This is so weird. It, it veers on nice things, but it was just so weird. All right. Well, this happened in our old neck of the woods. Yep. Good old of course, skedaddle. With, with each with each uh, passing year, our stomping grounds seem to get wider and wider. But <laughs> we're going to focus on Seattle when you, for when this one. You start one. living all over the world. This is from Como News out in Seattle. A 27-year-old man was arrested Friday night after breaking into a Madrona home. Madrona is a fairly nice uh, neighborhood in in Seattle. A Madrona home, filling up the bathtub and taking a bath with his clothes on. We don't have to take our clothes off to have a good time robbing your home. Huh? <laughs> According to the Seattle Police Department, this is going to be a good show, folks. Officers received reports of the burglary at the 1700 block of 34th Avenue. Wait, that's where I live. No, no, I'm kidding. No, no, no. Around 7.15 p.m., a woman reportedly returned home to find one of her windows smashed. And there's a photo of the smashed window. Why they did that and not to the guy taking the a bath. I don't well, know. Maybe he was gone by then. She returned outside, as I would too. Yipe. And called 911, police said. Police arrived, and after getting no response from anyone inside, began searching the home. The man was found in the bathroom, clothed but very wet, and the bathtub was full of water. The suspect declined to provide any explanation for the burglary, police said, and was booked into King County Jail for residential burglary. Police dubbed the suspect a bathtub burglar in a press release. So that's not exactly you, accurate because if you're a bathtub burglar, he didn't burgle you be, the bathtub. W- wouldn't he be like carrying the bathtub out? Yeah, he didn't burgle the bathtub. How many I more mean, times can we say 
burgle burglary and burglar before we start <laughs> wanting a burger. <laughs> Me. Uh oh 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 oh. Yep. I always want a burger. You always want a burger. We went out for burgers. We did. Last night. It was quite yeah. good, like local, usual. Local joint that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, burger. that was uh, different. We opened McDonald's <laughs> in our neighborhood. All right, let's talk about yeah. burgers. Anyway. No, I'm talking food, not McDonald's. <laughs> now let's head into more wonderful than weird. Yay. And hopefully it'll open. Here we go. More than two dozen people teamed up to rescue a dolphin trapped in a creek in Clearwater, Florida. Brittany Baldrica, a senior rescue biologist with Clearwater Marine Aquarium, said neighbors called about a dolphin swimming alone in the creek. Yeah, dolphins shouldn't be in creeks. Even if they're freshwater, they probably shouldn't be there. A team from the aquarium monitored the dolphin for about 18 days. Days? Days. And he didn't leave the creek. This posed potential long-term problems for the animal, such as isolation from other dolphins and an increased risk of harassment and human interactions. Therefore, Noah determined it would be in the animal's best interest to intervene and help the animal leave the area. To get back into open water, the dolphin had to swim through a small opening under a bridge, and understandably, the dolphin seemed afraid to go through this opening. Now, he must have gone through at some point, but... A team of 28 rescuers formed a human chain to... I would so do that. Like, you wouldn't even have oh, to ask. I'd be like, there! You'd be the one leading it. What are you kidding <laughs> be, me? I'll save you, dolphin! Uh, to create a visual and sound barrier to guide the animal under the bridge and back to safety toward Tampa Bay. The goal was to not put hands on the animal. The goal was just to be a barrier that was novel to the animal. So we wanted to create a physical barrier as well as an auditory barrier. So we had somebody behind us that was banging on a boat banging on a boat, banging on a boat, revving their engine, and then we were splashing the water and moving toward the animal, so we were giving the animal the option to swim through the bridge on its own. We're thankful to the residents in the area who worked with us to help protect the animal from harassment and provided, because, you know, banging on a boat and, you know, pushing him and screaming at him and and revving engines wasn't harassment. I want to bang on the boat Boat all day. day. (laughs) And provided access to their property while we monitored and rescued the animal. Well, hopefully the dolphin found his pod and is back to being a happy, happy dolphin. This is... I like that story. Freaking hilarious. All right. A father tried to leave his family's group chat due to the pressure put on him to respond. His 23-year-old daughter posted a screenshot of his announcement, which has gone viral on Twitter. Allison Dorazio's father, Dr. Thomas Dorazio, sent a sincere message to his family's group chat. I can't keep up with the pressure of always having to lol or like or heart everyone's <laughs> random thoughts, pics, and amusements, he wrote. He continued, for all future texts, I love them, laugh at them, or like them, unless it's bad, then I dislike them. In perpetuity. I can't live with this pressure. I'm out. Oh, geez, that sounds like something I would do if I were a father of humans. His very relatable message went viral with over 14 million views on Twitter. Three days later, Allison wrote that her dad said that said he ironically has a million texts <laughs> to reply to now. He's introverted but loves us, Allison told Good Morning America. He just loves to engage and interact, so... He felt pressured to like every single thing. The group chat consists of Thomas, Allison, her mother, and their 19-year-old sister. 
Wow. Now after the he never goes on Facebook because he'd be overwhelmed. Yeah, now after the tweet blew up, her father is feeling even more pressure. He was like, oh, great. Now people are going to expect me to be funny all the time, she said. (laughs) Twitter users shared similar stories about their own fathers. Oh, I love him. My late daddy, God rest his soul, reacted only using the emoji with sunglasses for every messenger announcement, even if it wasn't appropriate. Cracked me up every time, Melissa said. (laughs) OMG, stop, I love him, another user wrote. LMAO, is this a dad thing? My dad called me to tell me he didn't like group chats, another user commented. I do despise group chats. I seriously despise I, I, I don't despise them at work, but I don't like them outside of work. They're necessary at work when, you, when you're all working remote like I do. Allison added that her father did not actually leave the Aww. group chat. There's a, this really cute picture of her and her dad. They look, you know. He's holding up emojis. That's cute. Yeah. They're, they're cute. I it's, remember the time that we let your mom know that the great Barnsey Barn had passed and she replied, LOL. Uh, one me. of my other friends who knew him gave me a thumbs up. I won't. Me- I won't mention their name, but <laughs> I don't think that's I don't, it was an there. accident. Yeah, but you know, happened. still, it's like, oh, thumbs up that my cat's dead. That's just yeah, great. That's, that's great. Thanks a lot for nothing. <laughs> Barnsey Barn, also known as Don Barnsini, in our sketches, is making a return soon as well. Uh, our, our chat. Yeah, see, about, I'm coming back. And you're gonna, oh, you're I'm going to do like a Don Barnzini. Yeah, I'm going to do another Don Barnzini. Our, our chat is asking if you put Mr. Monas in there, would it be a bathtub gym? So that was about our bathtub story earlier. <laughs> My God, how the money I prohibit in. those type of jokes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, those of you who are loyal listeners may know about our Slumlord Maintenance School, which is in the process of being animated. This is definitely not the maintenance men we've had experience with. Jordan Blake and David Qualls were hard at work Wednesday morning, already definitely not any maintenance man we've known, fixing a garbage disposal in an apartment. Apartment? Apartment. A deportment. (laughs) (laughs) When they heard a loud ringing. The rent QC workers had no way of knowing when they walked out of the first floor apartment how important their next steps would be. Fire was ripping through the two-story 16-unit apartment building. Fifteen of the units were rented to tenants, and the ringing Blake and Quails heard was smoke detectors signaling them to rapidly... uh, Signaling them to rapidly spreading flames. The fire was primarily on the second floor when they walked into the first-floor hallway. When the Moline Police Department praised the... I just washed my eyes and I can't do a thing with them. <laughs> While <laughs> your voice still sounds good, yeah. <laughs> it's oh, only professionalism sucka. here again. <laughs> Teeth grinding on bones. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go erpty blurply blurply blurp. Yeah, dogs. Yeah, okay. When the dogs finally took a nap. While the Moline Police Department praised the efforts of those who helped rescue Timber Knoll residents, Quails and Blake shunned the spotlight. Qualls declined to comment, and Blake was unavailable for comment Thursday by the owner. Well, but tell us what it, But I... Okay. But I what? We're not going to... The, the, what they're saying is we don't get to hear from these guys. But now we get the story, because I wanted the story. And they're like, they declined the... Well, give me the dang story. Here comes the story. It was around 15 a.m., he said, <laughs> when a call came into the rent QC offices about a water leak in the building. Qualls and Blake were already in the building, but we sent another maintenance worker over. Here's what I know from what everyone told me. 
Qualls and Blake walked out into the hallway, and there was smoke coming down from the second floor. They tried to go up the stairs, but they were fully engulfed in flames. Qualls and Blake started down the first floor hallway, knocking on doors to alert tenants. At some point, the smoke became so thick they had to crawl on their bellies. These guys are heroes. Blake had to leave the building first because the smoke was too much. Qualls stayed and made sure he knocked on all the doors. Then he got out. Once Qualls and Blake were out of the building, Millman said, they turned their attention to the tenants of the second floor. Qualls told Blake to get the ladder from his truck. That's when the guys from Asplund Tree Service showed up. They were helping both men get people off the second floor balconies. Wow. (laughs) Millman described how a man and woman reached the balcony with an infant. My baby! My baby! You got to save my baby! Isn't it Popeye that usually saves the... God, was a story. (laughs) (laughs) The lady was holding her baby, and she dropped the baby down to Qualls. I'll save you! (laughs) Wow. Then they got the lady and the man down. Baby's like, wee! Don't toss that baby! Moline police cruisers quickly arrived and parked beneath another balcony. They had people jumping down from the balcony to the top of the police cruisers. It was a real team effort all around. He said a lot of heroic people responded to the fire. What our employees did, the crew from Asplund, was just amazing, he said. The police, first responders, and firefighters were amazing, too. We just can't thank everyone enough. Rent QC is working to find an alternate find alternate housing for the tenants. That's sweet. This place by the fire. Police said the fire was arson. What row? Wow. That was a twist I wasn't expecting. That, me either. And arrested Frederick Germain McKenzie, 36, of Moline. He was being held Thursday in the Scott County Jail on an interstate warrant and a $100,000 cash-only bond. He waived extradition to Rock Island, where he faces charges of arson and aggravated arson. Wait, the hell is aggravated arson? Don't make me do it. Don't make. Don't make me do it. Don't make me do. Oh, oh I'm so aggravated now. What an idiot I'm you are! Oh my now. God! <laughs> fire! I'm setting it on fire. He is a former res- resident of no Tabernacle. Police said court records show he was evicted from an apartment there in December. Oh, so that he would tried explain. to murder a bunch of people. Psycho. Wow, so this was both News of the Weird and Wonderful, and yeah, this is what, why we can't, can't have, have nice, nice things. things. So that worked in out, didn't it? Theme tonight, which so. fits into our theme. <laughs> Yay! But before we head into our extra boozy edition of this is why we can't <laughs> oh, have nice no. things. Oh, you'll you'll understand. It's a good thing I'm, I'm, you'll I'm understand why on, I called on a Budweiser it. <laughs> while we're doing this show. Yeah, wait, wait to tell everybody. Hashtag save the keyboard. Yeah, uh, yeah you'll understand when we start reading our stories. Why it's the extra boozy edition. <laughs> As you know, our sweet little gray kitty has a side gig, and every she now and does. then we get insight into what she's up to. So let's check in with her. All right, Fritzy, time to record some more disclaimers. I know you'll do your usual great job. Your copy is on the stand. Any questions? No, Mr. Nice Director Guy. All right. Bank shank, take one. 
A $100 minimum amount is required to open a savings or checking account with us. Good credit is also required. There is a $5 per month maintenance fee, which is waived for your direct deposits totaling over $500 a month. Please face the fact that if you deposit a substantial amount of money, you will be treated better than the common rabble. We may waive fees at our discretion, but don't try having us do it over and over again. We don't like being played for suckers. We pledge to have such convenient branches and such excellent customer service that you will most likely overlook the fact that we engage in questionable and immoral practices and send your money to hostile or corrupt governments, including our own. We will also take all of your money and close your account if you engage in any politics with which we disagree, or if you are just a really nice guy who sells pillows. We are part of the federal reserve which means we own you please drink responsibly wear your seatbelt and spay your neuter your pets member fdic amazing job fritzy we knew you were the right one for the job let's do another one if you're up to it Deafen absolutely mr director great let's go retail detail take one the 40 percent off everything sale excludes discontinued items promotional items food products non-food products christmas items halloween items arbor day items alcoholic beverages non-alcoholic beverages housewares softwares hardwares firmwares outerwares clocks blocks socks rocks sporting goods canned goods picture paper wrapping paper liquid paper legal pads doggy pads furniture pads screening cards business cards playing cards cardboards blackboards surfboards skateboards chalkboards sports hats bats cats bats rats houses mouses louses ice cream cold cream whipping cream aspirin cream broke cream laptops desktop box tops skinny tops peanuts walnuts grape nuts coconuts candies brandies books nooks apes tapes grapes drapes and salamanders a flawless job, Fritzy. Now we have a special one for you. Are you ready to go? <laughs> you bet, sir. Fantastic. COVID-19 vaccines legal disclosure, take one. Redacted can cause redacted, 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 and redacted. If you experience redacted, redacted, or redacted, then redacted, redacted, redacted as soon as redacted. In a number of small cases, redacted has been known to redacted, 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 and redacted your redacted. Please redacted if you experience any of the following. Redacted, 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 or redacted of the gums. For further questions, please contact redacted, 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 Washington, D.C. How'd I do? Great job, sweetie. We'll have more work for you soon. Any questions? Yes, Mr. Nice Director Guy. What does redacted mean? <laughs> so if you're wondering what that was about, uh, <clears throat> there was a story released that a certain Pfizer <laughs> company... <laughs> uh, uh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> sorry, YouTube. Sorry. <clears throat> a certain company whose name rhymes with Visor... Or Wiser. Or, yeah, I wouldn't use that. Or Advisor... Uh-huh. Uh, actually withheld the information on side effects of a particular medical uh, experimental. <laughs> eh, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, that's all you so, can say. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they hired Fritzy to read those. And as you can see, the information was almost fully redacted, which is a true life story. Anyways, Really good job. You know, Fritzy's the only one who actually makes money in this this family doing Well, we can be making we money do. too if you would kindly support our show. Head on over to counterculturewise.com. Buy our crap. <laughs> All right. All right. We've only got 15 minutes before the top of the hour. Do we want to talk about something before we wade into this? Because we, we have quite the topper for the evening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got we've got all kinds of fun stuff. The last story of this segment is going to put a nice cherry on the crap Sunday. So really, oh yeah, oh, oh my. yeah, oh, my. oh um, yeah. We didn't talk about any celebrity deaths. There weren't any major ones. Did anybody die? Nobody died. I mean, Tom Verlaine, the guitarist and singer for the legendary. New wave band television passed away at the age of 70. But I got to admit, I have one of their songs on my Spotify playlist, and that's the only song of theirs I know. They apparently did a lot of really good stuff. Yeah, I've never heard of them. Yeah. 
Never heard of their, that. Their best, their best album supposedly is Marquee Moon. So I'm going to give that a uh, a listen soon. There was a Bill Past. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see if I can find something about that. Um, I believe it was. Um, what was it called? Uh, cannot sell. Before we go into that, so I, I apologize if I didn't get his name right, but Tyree Nichols um, was beaten to death by five Memphis cops. And I don't want to put a damper on the evening by dwelling on it. I just think that this is... I can't say it was... I, so many times there's a death of, of somebody at the hands of cops and they've, you know, comes out later that they were rushing the cops with a knife or on drugs and threatening their lives or, or whatever. I'm not going to name names, but this one, so far I have not heard that he was doing anything wrong. I just want to say that this the, the issue of race, I understand, but the five officers were all African-Americans as well. So how, how are, I'm just going to step back and I'm asking, how do you think the press is going to handle this differently from something like, um, like Mr. Floyd, you know, yeah. and the white cop? This is, this is different. And I'm wondering... It's going to be the same as what they did with the... Chinese shooters it's like Mm -hmm. they mentioned it and then it was like whoops the shooters were Chinese and then nothing yeah never heard about it again and I also think that this might start happening more and more if these left-leaning cities continue to do the defund the police thing the good cops are going to leave and then you're stuck with people who are going to beat you to death if if you you know cross the street the wrong way there's I don't want to talk too much about it because we don't know anything. Right, right, exactly. But there is talk that these cops knew this man. Mm-hmm. And it was a vendetta. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I, I, don't, I don't know what to put out there, and I don't want to misspeak. And, and I don't, you know, this is not a time to be a conspiracy theorist. I just think it's, I'm just, just observing. I have not, I'm not seen ma- the video. I'm not, I, I'm not, I don't I've know seen the I... video. It's, it's bad. But it's bad. The, uh, my concern at the time when I was first hearing about it and they were talking about releasing the video is they kept saying it was worse than um, uh, Crow, Rod, what's Rodney name? King. Yeah. yeah. And it sounded to me like they were trying to gin up um, <clears throat> fiery but mostly peaceful protests. It sounded to me like they were trying to create that. Mm-hmm. They were getting people primed for that. And already there have been fiery well, and, and not and that's, mostly that's peaceful protests. It's like, well, what's the motivation here? Because it just, they don't, nobody even waits. And I mean, I mean talking on both sides. Right. Nobody waits to find out what really happened. They don't wait until the court case. They make their snap judgment. They go out in the streets and they raise a ruckus. And then it trickles in later that there were some details that 
Nobody was talking about. So I'm not going to stand in the street and scream justice for so-and-so. I'm also not going to say, oh, he probably was a was a criminal. I'm not going to do any of those things. Well, and that's the other thing, too, is they are out in the streets smashing windows and, and you know setting things on fire and saying justice for the dude. All five of those cops are currently in prison and have been charged. Oh heavily. yeah, this is this is a So what more do you want? What why are you still out there committing crimes this, every I bit mean, as that's, bad? That's an excellent point in because his name. justice was served. They're yeah. in jail. Yes. They've lost their jobs. They the, the to to their credit the Memphis police acted quickly and you know if they turn out to be innocent, great, they'll get reinstated. But well, no, because if they turn out to be innocent, they'll still be. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's it's a different world from the one I grew up in, isn't it, folks? Well, we lost a ginger. Somebody posted in chat. Annie Worshing. Now I am not familiar with her, but she was in Bosch twenty four. Barely remember that Runaways. She was only forty five. She died of cancer. That's very sad. That is way too young to go. Way I rem- too young. I remember watching 24. I don't remember her from 24. But anyway, she's that's... Lovely, lovely woman. Yeah, she's beautiful. Really she's, she's one of us, or it was one of us unicorns, ginger with blue eyes. Hmm. Okay, this is what I was looking for. The House passes the bill to ban oil sales to China. The U.S. House of Representatives has approved legislation to ban the sale and export of crude oil from the nation's strategic petroleum reserves to China. Why did we need a bill for this? Because we've got corrupt people at that high level. Because levels. Beijing Biden couldn't wait to get in there. Well, I wasn't going to name names and get more. too political tonight, Still. but that, that's the Protecting America's Strategic Petroleum Reserve from China Act. Really. It they couldn't even, come up with a fancy name like Operation Ding Dong or Pasperacha. Yeah, it doesn't even spell anything, guys. You suck at this. Passed uh, <laughs> three thirty-one to ninety-seven with one hundred and thirteen Democrats joining the Republican. That is what I want to focus on. No, what they, I want to focus on is the ninety-seven that hate well, the country and need to be taken out of office. Yeah. What are they? Chinese spies? What are? Well, I mean, let's, why? Let's why would you vote on against both, that? Then I just find it <laughs> remarkable that so. That they that even Democrats see this as such a heinous well, act yeah, it is. that they're they're actually doing their jobs and and representing us for I won't say for a change but it's a rare situation. Um, the bill specifically bars the Department of Energy from selling petroleum products from the reserve to any entity that is the under reserve the, is for us. That's the whole point uh, of it. Yeah, but they they just sell it. Anyways, it's it's uh, from selling petroleum products from the reserve to any entity that is under the ownership, control, or influence of the Chinese Communist Party. How about to any entity that is under the influence, control, or ownership of anybody but the United States of frickin' America, because that's our frickin' reserve? Well, it's a start. Call me crazy. It's a start. And yeah, the 97. I want their names. If they, if they quote, represent, unquote, Texas, I want them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pretty sick of our so-called representatives not bothering to represent us. They, I, I think they've forgotten. You are our servants, not the other way around. Yeah. And, and it was never clearer than during COVID, where they're just yeah. basically, yes, we shall dictate and tell you what to do. It's like, no, no, honey, that's not how this works. 
and why so many people were willing to just okay, do everything they said. Well, it wasn't that. I don't care. You you know, you listen to the government, you do what they say, whatever. But don't stand there on Facebook being one of their brown shirts and screaming at us for not following unconstitutional mandates. Mm-hmm. People are saying, it's not unconstitutional. Well, yeah, If it you was. can bring your gun-toting self to the gym and threaten violence upon the owner unless they shut down their business, not only is that unconstitutional, it's evil. It's evil. And more people should have stood up and said no. And if more people had stood up and said no, it wouldn't have lasted as long. It's still going on in California. They're talking about doing it again in Vegas. It's still going on in, in, in certain areas. And, and they want to bring, you know, they're actually seriously talking about mass every winter. And it's like, no, people need to stand up and say no. And when they come with their guns and whatnot, they can't shoot us all. Okay? You're our government. We voted you into office. We can vote you out. And get taken down from social media because I've said more than once the only thing they did wrong on a certain day in January was that they didn't actually do all the things they said they did. I mean, a bunch of disorganized boomers walked through open doors. That is, taking over a building is not taking over a country. And nobody ever talks about the previous May when they literally did set the place on fire. They literally did try to burn the church across the street to the ground. They literally did send the president of the United States into a bunker because they threatened his life. Why wasn't that called an insurrection? Why does nobody talk about that? Hmm. There were no fires. There were no bunkers. There was, you know, a broken window or two. Mm-hmm. Woman was murdered by an idiot cop that likes to leave his gun in the bathroom. And he not only got off scot-free, he got praised for it. And we're supposed to believe that this was a premeditated, you know, nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. Yeah, I want to know who the 97 are, and I want them out of office. So, I mean, this is a pretty long article. As I always say, you can find everything we read, archived, of course, at counterculturewise.com. So, let's hear the opening theme. No, because I managed to talk until the top of the hour. So we're going to pay a couple of bills. What? We'll check in with, let's check in with Chuck. We'll pay a couple of bills and then we'll come back with this is why we can't have nice things because we've got a deluxe edition, the deluxe boozy edition. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> no more politics folks. All right. And now, CCW News presents Holy Crap, This Is Actually Happening! Premeditated Accident Edition, January 26, 2023. I'm Chuck U. Farley. The big news last week was the World Economic Forum's annual private jet and decadent dinner parties for literal Bond villains who pretend to freak out over climate change and made-up terms like social justice while plotting to force-feed the world bugs. The shindig included a completely unhinged rant from perpetual grifter Al Gore, who wants us to forget that he's been wrong on literally everything he's predicted since the 1970s. 
In order to ensure that no one takes them seriously, disgraced CNN unreliable source Bryant Stelter led a panel titled The Clear and Present Danger of Disinformation. He was indeed the clearest and most present. High school dropout and autistic globalist puppet Greta Thunberg staged her own arrest in Germany. Raising a fist in solidarity with fellow faker AOC, she screamed, How dare you! Until two Somali weightlifters yelled back, This is MAGA country! And threw puka shell necklaces and soggy lucky charms on her. Everyone is talking about the ongoing feud between Steven Crowder and the Daily Wire, which was overwhelmingly won by the Babylon Bee. In the wake of her husband's hammer play gone wrong, Nancy Pelosi had priests come and perform an exorcism on their San Francisco home. I swear, I am not making this up. Old Nance has since been unable to cross the threshold without her skin melting. After nearly a year of letting Alec Baldwin get away with premeditated murder, authorities have finally admitted that it's physically impossible to load, cock, aim, and fire a single-action revolver accidentally. Even though he's a liberal Hollywood elite, because he had motive, opportunity, and was found with more live rounds on his person, not to mention his established history of mental instability, he will face the harshest wrist-slapping U.S. courts can offer. An exhaustive investigation by the same entities that tracked down anyone within 10 miles of the D.C. property on January 6 concluded that they are still unable to figure out who leaked the Supreme Court's draft decision of Roe v. Wade just in time for midterm campaigning. The Lunar New Year celebration sadly ended with a literal bang after a 72-year-old man shot and killed 11 people in a Monterey Park dance studio, and then two days later, another shooter killed seven people at Half Moon Bay. Both maniacs were Asians who killed other Asians, so just like any weekend in Chicago, the press wasn't interested in non-agenda exploitable deaths. Also not in the news, crypto moguls are Epsteining left and right. In fact, Five of them died mysteriously in the last few weeks of 2022. Nothing to see here, folks. Simply noticing patterns makes you a crazy conspiracy theorist. New Zealand's evil overlord Jacinda Ardern stepped down, saying that she simply ran out of gas. After two years of forced lockdowns, experimental medical procedure mandates, and draconian no-COVID policies that made China blush, she must indeed be exhausted. While the hashtag BetterWithJoe trended on Twitter, most of the posts focused on how the cabbage-in-chief has broken many records. For instance, his is the first political father and son team to be simultaneously under investigation. Meanwhile, the DOJ found yet more classified documents under his guest room bed, in his medicine cabinet, and lining his dog's crates. The, quote, consensual search, end quote, of old Joe's home was noted as the first time he's done anything consensual, although the agents were instructed to allow excessive sniffing, both from him and the dogs. Some of the illegally obtained documents date all the way back to his Senate days, which means the DOJ is having to keep two piles of document evidence, one for top secret and one for plagiarized. For CCW News, this has been holy crap. This is actually happening. I'm Chuck U. Farley. Good night, and may God help us. Leaders, listen up. Do you feel like you can't get a dang thing done because of all the namsy-pamsy crybabies that want you to coddle their creativity? When you give orders, 
Are you met with vacant stares, only rivaled by a cocker spaniel? It's not them. It's you. You need to shape up or they'll ship you out. Read the Sniper's Guide to Leadership and you'll become a more effective leader, communicator, and motivator. Forget smart goals and learn swift goals. Get the Sniper's Guide to Leadership in paperback, Kindle, and Nook. Today! When a disaster happens, are you ready? Do you have the supplies you need to keep you and your family safe and survive? The Zombie Outpost Store in Wilmington, Ohio. At Caesar Creek Flea Market, stocks quality gear you need to be ready for the next emergency or even a camping trip. Visit zombieoutpoststore.com for location and hours. Check out our assortment of essentials you need when the next disaster happens. Go to zombieoutpoststore.com. Get 10% at checkout when you mention CounterCultureWise Radio. Be ready and be prepared. These are triggering times between mean bosses forcing you to work your full shift as scheduled, having to actually be considerate to your fellow human beings, especially your friends and loved ones, and also having to constantly endure microaggressions from people who honestly believe they're innocent and have the best of intentions, not to mention orange man bad. The world can make you want to pull your blue hair right out of your head bark like a dog and scream re at the top of your lungs. Yes, the world is a scary place, but your car doesn't have to be. Introducing the Toy Motor Safe Space, the first SUV designed and marketed for millennial college students and the professors who inspire and influence them. With 23 cubic feet of storage space, you'll have plenty of room to store your picket signs, your crayons, your stuffed animals, and your emotional support iguana. Each seat has its own retractable blankets and booster seat style double seat belts to cradle and comfort you. The bubble wrap enhanced bumpers will give you that college feeling even when you are on the road. Additional safety and comfort features include our patented Re-Horn, allowing you to make your presence known without a toxic masculine blast, a state-of-the-art smart sound system that automatically blocks out conservative talk show hosts and country music, and of course, bad year tires, the tires that always veer left. This fine SUV is solar-powered, and when the sun isn't shining, your retractable blankets allow it to be wind-powered. It's a virtual Green New Deal on wheels. Our premier model is available in your choice of Lives Matter Black or Antifa Blood Red. Arrive at your mostly peaceful protests in style and comfort with the new Toy Motor Safe Space. Toy Motor, where do you think you're going? everybody. This is Fritzina Fluffybottom. Did you know that we have a subscribe star? We do! There are lots of fabulous extra things on there that you can't get anywhere else, like outtakes, new books, and extra videos. And you can sign up for as little as one dollar. Our entire show is funded by you, our loyal viewers. Please make sure you sign up today so that Mommy and Daddy can get me shiny new bells for my collar, extra feathery toys, yummy crumbly cat food bowls made just for kitty cats, more cow pillows for my couch, name brand albacore tuna, my own pink news desk, stuffed animals that look like me and my weird brother Mike. <laughs> Now, see, that's why we can't have nice things. 
All right, that intro almost seems like it's not enough for what's about to come, but I think we're going to have a little bit of fun. This might be fun. Stay tuned. (laughs) So we're starting off. Somebody actually took pictures of this guy doing this. Malaysia. A tweet posted on Sunday last week featured four photos of a 7-Eleven in Malaysia. I'll be darned. 7-Eleven employee using a floor mop to clean a microwave oven. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm. The tweet accumulated oh, 2.2 million <coughs> views and has been retweeted 14,300 times. I can't read it because it's in Malaysian. According to MSN, the employee was working in an outlet in Kampung Atap, Kuala Lumpur which I was four seconds away oh God, from Oh, God, there we go again. With the- and has since been suspended. <laughs> <laughs> Netizens were quick to respond with over 1,800 tweeted comments. Some of these are classic. Is this a staff with a disabled brain? <laughs> Another Twitter user also identified that the employee had also worked at an MRT station where he allegedly mopped the floor once and used the same mop to wipe the seats. Hmm. MRT Corp has since apologized and is currently verifying with that particular station. Wow. He didn't learn the first time? Nope. On Monday, 7-Eleven issued an official statement apologizing for the employee's action actions and has also updated the actions taken in response to the incident via tweets posted on Tuesday. We at 7-Eleven Malaysia would like to offer our sincerest apologies. I don't know why Malaysians have a British accent, but that's what I Yeah, well, when yeah. did that start? Well, it, it's their spokesperson. Oh, okay. Because I have no idea what a Malaysian accent sounds like, and I would probably mess it up. For the actions of one of our employees who failed to comply with our strict sanitation protocols. This is a clear violation and does not reflect the high standards we strive to maintain in all of our 7-Eleven stores. And I think high standards. Doesn't say whether they can the kid or a not. A brand new microwave oven has replaced the one which was being mopped by the employee. While oh, the thank heaven. <laughs> thorough cleaning. <laughs> and the entire store is going through a thorough cleaning and sanitation process. Mm. 7-Eleven Malaysia has assured that stricter measures will be implemented and will ensure that their employees follow their hygiene protocols. Yeah, 7-Eleven <laughs> is an international company. Do you know that the, their parent company is actually... In Japan, I did not know that. No, their their uh, their parent company is, is is Japanese. I'll be darned. So I, they are truly an international company okay, now. Okay, well, I do or, love me some Seven Eleven, but not. I love me some Slurpees, but I'll, I don't know if I ever want to use not their with mops and microwaves. microwaves. No mo. <laughs> All right, welcome to the extra boozy edition of uh, This Is Why We Got Nine Nine Nine. All right, give me a second here. Ads pop up everywhere. A previously unlicensed. I get no ads. How are you getting ads? That is a you thing. (laughs) I don't know. It's a Chrome thing. A previously unlicensed Des Moines hotel where inspectors found trash, pests, non-working smoke detectors, and a sex toy in the microwave oven of another microwave oven story. Mm -hmm. They, they're. There's a theme today. Yes, I would they, imagine. They I would imagine. Into each other All right. Today. Trash pests, non-working smoke detectors, and a sex toy in the microwave oven of a guest room really has been like granted a new license the by the state. <laughs> Inspectors really visited the Baymont Inn and Suites at wherever the hell it was, and cited the owners for 14 regulatory violations, an unusually high neighbor. 
Number. Number. High, high number. WWW, what the, anyway. <laughs> you think? You think dot com. com. At the time, the hotel was operating without a license. Rut row. Rut row. According to the inspector's report, he initially refused to grant conditional approval for a license because of uncorrected violations concerning the condition of the guest rooms. Boy, I'm telling you, the next time I visit Iowa, that's where I'm going because I like the exciting high life. <laughs> well, the, well I mean, it looks, ni- it looks nice from the outside. It's probably it's better now. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> It would have Yikes. to be. It's like that. It's like that Jack in the Box E. coli thing that hit Washington State when I lived there. And oh yeah, and then no, nobody wanted to go to. Jack I the went Box in there, all. and I was treated like a conquering god. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, the customer. customer! <laughs> I ordered a chicken sandwich. I'm not stupid. Anyway, all right. Let's see. The owner agreed to accept, not to accept any new. Well, what I got to back up here. At the time, the hotel was operating without a license. How did they do that? According to an inspector's report, he initially refused to grant conditional approval for a license because of uncorrected violations concerning the condition of the guest rooms. The owner agreed to not accept any new guests or reservations until the hotel license application had been submitted and the license was awarded. The next day, the inspector reported the hotel had corrected the guest room violations and a conditional license was approved pending the submission of a license application and a payment of a fine. It, it should just get tri- you know, converted into a Trump hotel. <laughs> During the December 22 <laughs> inspection, I don't know why I said that. I inspection of one guest room, the inspector found an accumulation of trash. Best, the very best. Be the very Sex best. toys in every microwave. <laughs> Orange ones only. <laughs> well, I, we're having a lot of fun with Trump lately because he's kind of Oh, God, okay, you got to love but Dave in chat. So the inspector had reservations about granting permission for reservations. <laughs> I'm trying not to gotta, swear, gotta, Dave, but gotta, you're an gotta, MFing genius, okay? <laughs> you're, 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 you're the man, you're the man. You're the man. Thank you, thank you. Okay, let's see. During the December 20. Second inspection of one guest room, the inspector found an accumulation of trash behind the bed, a sex toy inside the microwave oven, a soiled shirt stuffed into the ice bucket, and other this articles. Isn't the hotel's fault. Who this were these a really people? Bad guest. Who in the hell were these people? They have like the who staying there or something. <laughs> it was a nice room. I hope they enjoyed it. I uh, I don't know who that was. It's kind of anyway. It was more like a guideline. <laughs> Inside them, and other articles of clothing that had been discarded under a couch. In addition, the smoke detector wasn't working. <gasps> the smoke detector. Oh! No, I would, that's important. I'm sorry, you're in a hotel. Like, you that's know, important. Sex the, toys and trash and the owner agreed and... to dispose of the microwave. Man, they're making a living between Seven Eleven and Baymont it hotels. What, what in the poop? Sounds to me like they need to fire their housekeeper. <laughs> Oh, no. Here's more. Oh, no. In a separate room, the inspector found trash behind a dresser console and clothing discarded behind a couch. A review of seven other guest rooms uncovered similar problems. Non-working smoke detectors, accumulations of trash, a soiled table, a soiled table and couch, a prong of some kind stuck in a bathroom electrical outlet, which would explain the rest of the behavior. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> food debris, broken outlet covers, visibly stained furniture. I don't want to know. That had to be discarded. Oh, and 
the black light action in that joint. And owsy bowsy. Of course, toilet bowls that were visibly soiled with accumulated debris. Oh, oh, no. And... Oh, let's leave Let, Okay, let's not poo-poo the notion. Let's oh. leave it back. One bathroom... I know it's a horrible story, dog. One bathroom faucet could not produce any hot water and the interior of the lobby ice machine was soiled with debris. They shouldn't have... They should have just closed it down permanently and said, until this place has new ownership and a whole new staff and maybe change the name to something, Wait, anything. you forgot the dead gnats, dead fleas. <laughs> I'm just done. In the I mean, kitchen, In the kitchen's reach-in freezer... Rodent droppings in the breakfast area. Ew. How would you even grant a conditional license to these bozos? <clears throat> Sorry. I, I I know when I go to Des Moines, I'm not staying at that freaking hotel. I don't care how clean and nice it is now. Wow. I, I'm going to go after the show and check the ratings for this hotel it, it like TripAdvisor. Worse? The hotel had recently changed ownership <clears throat> from Serenity Hospitality to Relinays, Iowa. As a result, it was operating without a valid hotel license. Relinays, Iowa was formed last August and is affiliated with Relinays Global, a Texas company that invests in hotels and retails. Oh, I think it's I, I think it's pronounced Reliance. I don't know. I don't care how it's pronounced. It's, it's pronounced really rat nasty. droppings in the called, breakfast it's now, it's now called really nasty as far as I'm concerned. Yuck. Blech. Wow. Oh, it, I find it, on a side note, I, find I would, it very... I would love to go read the Yelp reviews on that joint. I just said that. Yeah, I'd like to read the TripAdvisor and Yelp reviews. Yeah. Oh, I'll have the, to look at those The internet's up. creepy. I've been... I've, Trying to upgrade my photography equipment and Your I photography my photography equipment and it's almost I get like it was faux F A U X. Yeah, well, <laughs> you haven't seen my work, no, but they, uh, <laughs> I have seen your work. <laughs> I'm not bad. I'm I have your work. <clears throat> I do weddings and stuff, so that's another side gig. Um, but ads are constantly popping up for lenses now and bass guitars. Yeah, well, they they see you when you're sleeping. I know that they're like they know when they're even creepier now. than Santa Claus. They know some fat guy in a sleigh. Oh, I don't so want to get your into that. Social credit aye, for aye, goodness aye. sake. Okay. Oh, they get three stars on HotelPlanner.com. They get five stars on Google. How many? How many reviews though? And Two. how long ago was it? <laughs> Okay. Two. Well, two ain't good enough. I his need... mommy and his... Uh, I'm not the owner seen... and the manager. That, that Yellow are... papers, they get five stars. Uh, two stars on... Wait, this one said three stars. Now it says two stars. I'm it revised. Seeing... Somebody read this. Uh, let's see. Yelp. Uh, Windham. That's not the same place. No. Baymont by Windham. Not the same place. Okay, let's go to Yelp again. Anyway... Gosh, I hope she's chewing on something that a dog should chew on and not like the leg of the uh, desk. <laughs> We're on Puppy Patrol. Which, you know, she actually is chewing on the leg of the table. I so think we're safe. May- I do Honestly, we're, we're, we're on- live on a show and you're wanting me to... Are you I'll really be back after these the messages. Yes, please just hand her another toy. God. <laughs> yeah, just hand her one, because I have them all stacked up in front of me here. You're yelling into the microphone, Mr. Monis. All right. A customer couldn't believe he had to tip a robot bartender for making his margarita 
begging the question, should you tip a robot? TikToker Upton doesn't usually take issue with tipping for service, even if it's automatically added, but something didn't sit right with him with the tipping system at one restaurant where servers are robotic. No, I will not tip a freaking robot. I might tip him over, but I ain't tipping him my hard-earned dough. <sighs> he questioned whether non-human labor required tipping at all. No. No. I normally wouldn't mind an automatic 10% tip for making my drink, but you're a robot, he said in the video. A touchscreen showed a 10% service charge added to the cost in addition to an 8.4% tax. Over behind the bar, a robot arm can be seen mixing the drink. He also added that the ice machine was broken and none of the drinks at the restaurant contained ice. I wonder what was in their microwave. Oh! Oh, wait, I need to do the... Where to go, where to go? Blast. By the time I find it, it's We're a professional outfit here. Yeah. Nothing, here nothing. it is. <laughs> Gosh. Okay, now I think I've got everything where it goes. All right, yeah, cool. Service charge... Um, People found the situation more ridiculous than anything. Some noted that a service charge may or may not mean a tip in this situation. No. Uh, Here's the thing. A service charge on a restaurant bill is like the seat charge on an airline ticket. It's stupid. It's ridiculous. Because I happen to know firsthand that you are not allowed to opt out of a seat on a flight. Hmm. So why not just, I don't know, have that be part of the ticket? I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't get it. Anyway. Anyway, your turn. All right. This is from our neighbors across the pond. A houseboat weighed down by beer bottles and carling cans. Carling is a lager drink has sunk in Salford, Greater Manchester. Firefighters used an underwater camera to inspect the inside of the boat and discover the array of alcoholic beverages. (laughs) They also determined that no one had been inside at the time of the sinking. Emergency services had made their way to the water by the Dutton Arms Pub on the Bridgewater Canal in Eccles on Friday afternoon. Police reportedly smashed one of the windows to ensure nobody was inside. A box of Carling Lager, a pair of old trainers... And bottles of beer were strewn inside the houseboat. I'm assuming trainers are like tennis shoes. I have no idea. These British people and their English. A spokesperson <laughs> for Greater Manchester Fire and Rescue Services, or Gumfers, said, Just before 12.30 p.m. on Friday afternoon, two fire engines from Salford Central Fire Station, along with a technical rescue unit from... Ashton and the water incident unit, water incident unit water from Eccles were called to. Darn these British! Were called I can't to report to a submerged. So much or, that I sink a ship with my empties. That is a skill <laughs> even I do not possess. I'm impressed. What's how all many, this then? How many empty <laughs> wine boxes do you think it would take to sink the Titanic? <laughs> we're close. Hey! 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 hey. hey. We're not hey. really vicious people. <laughs> we love each other dearly. We accept each other's foibles. Foible. He foible. 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 Well, did I mispronounce it? Uh? <laughs> did I mispronunciate the word? No, no I didn't. Word. Okay. That's a great word. Thank you. <laughs> All right. 
What you got for me, Hope? What do I got? Well, it ain't no houseboat, but mm, mm. it still involves booze. Yay, booze. Hotel mini fridges are one of the most controversial amenities going. Whether your hotel offers one or not, whether the selection is good, and whether the offerings are free or what's, not what's is all contra- fair game for debate. I don't know. That's not that's controversial. That's a crappy beginning. It is. They're not <laughs> controversial. Although I can say I have never seen a hotel mini fridge with free stuff in it. Never. Ever. No. Ever, ever, no. Ever, You're ever. going to pay for the ever, drinks. Ever. 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 Bottle of water, can of beer. It's mm-hmm. going. It's going. And it's to always going to be ninety thousand times more than you would. Pay I for go it. across the street to a drugstore. Yeah. Exactly. You know. Unfortunately, the quality of said mini fridges often varies from one venue to venue. In one establishment, you'll find a treasure trove decked out with complimentary drinks and snacks. No, you won't. But in the next, you'll find a menacing side with an extortionate mm-hmm. uh, price yeah. list. Well, one hotel guest was left unimpressed when they discovered they could be charged for simply opening the mini fridge, even if they didn't take anything out. Okay, now that's controversial. Yeah. In a post on Reddit, the visitor shared a photo of the explanatory notice. Quote, the refreshment center is on a sensor. Use of the refreshment center for personal storage with, with I think they mean will, automatically incur a $50 charge. 50! I'm sorry. I'm, I apologize to my, my listeners for that. A that number outburst. was also provided should guests have any, quote, refrigerator requests. Regardless, the visitor did not appear to be much impressed by the frosty reception. I'm honestly too scared to even open up the fridge, they revealed in a comment. I don't want to risk the fee or having to dispute it. Thankfully, fellow commenters were quick to reassure the guests that they need not fear if they wanted to use a refrigerator, as people were quick to explain the sign likely meant guests could still enjoy a fridge for free if they requested another one provided. Well, we don't know that for sure. Um... This isn't a refrigerator. It's a mini bar. You can request an actual refrigerator from the number provided, someone else explained. Yeah, that's not the point. (laughs) The sign could be better written, but everyone here is misinterpreting. They will loan, L-O-N-E, you a fridge for free, they added. Okay, who wrote this article? Because this is the mirror. Guys, if anybody from the mirror is listening, if you need an editor, hit me up. Actually, if you need it, you need an editor. So this is the sign. It says the refreshment center is on a sensor. Use of the refreshment center for personal storage will automatically incur a $50 charge. Okay, that's different from saying opening it. Yeah, yeah this, this person. Is, we, we don't always, in fact, we let's frankly, don't actually okay, review these articles. But this is stupid. Who would it hurt if I had my own bottle of water? And I put it in their fridge. Why would that harm them in any way? Well, I know why, that the why way... Why even have that? Well, the way it's set up, though. I mean, the ones I've been to at hotels... Um, There's no room. They're literally set up as like vending machines. Yeah, exactly. You pull a drink and it just and it sends... it chunks a, down, yeah. It, it sends a pulse to the front desk and, you know, you get charged for it. That's That's how it works. There's no room to put... Your your salami yeah. and and cream cheese in there. Yeah, you know, it's dumb. I usually won't partake of it, although I have once or twice. Never, I've, yeah. I have traveled the world and I've never once used a single thing out of. I am not going to pay twelve dollars 
for a dollar fifty bottle of you know tiny little bottle of booze or water or whatever. I ain't doing. I'm not paying twenty dollars for for peanuts. <laughs> ain't happening. Yeah. Just ain't happening. I'm not stupid. I don't care. <laughs> I, I I um. I always uh I I always rely on the kindness of strangers. They always take me up to the nearest whatever convenience store. All right, your turn. Okay. I still can't get over this houseboat that sunk because of its empties. It's just cracking me up. Yeah. All right, we're still boozing. Let's we're keep still going. boozing, and we're not losing, but somebody <laughs> is. Somebody is. Somebody is. This buy our stuff. Go to our website. Here we also go. Also, <laughs> is a skill that I I guess I missed my calling. I <laughs> this is probably my favorite so far. She was so bombed, she blew up a house. I think that's all I need to say. All right, I'll give you some more details. That's a pretty good headline, though. That's better than the dork at the mirror. Anyway, a Canadian woman who caused $10 million in damages after... $10 million. We're all putting our pinky. Pinky out of the mouth. Thank you, Mike. Uh, Crashing into a house and causing an explosion is now suing the concert venue that provided her alcoholic beverages. Wait, what? Yeah, she went to a concert. Why is it she their She got fault? smashed and then blames them. Okay. As she claims, the owners are to blame. The car bomb fiasco occurred in August 2019 while Daniela Lace, 26, was driving home from a Marilyn Manson concert. That explains it. At a bud at the Budweiser Gardens Arena in London, Ontario. The beautiful people. The beautiful people. <laughs> anyway, um, yes, I used to be a fan. After drinking really? at the show, yeah. After drinking at the show and getting behind the, the wheel, opposite of fan, <laughs> non-fan. That would be no, no, no. It's like actively dislikes. Like goes out of my way to not be a fan. I have no idea. I'm, I'm not into linguistics hater. tonight. Maybe hater. Just Maybe a hater. Just word, a hater. Yeah. Uh, after drinking at the show and getting her behind the wheel, Lays crashed her Ford Fusion, registered to her father. She fused of her Ford course. Fashion. Yeah, she, she fused her Fusion. <laughs> <laughs> registered Is to her father. Fusion of or course. Fusion? <laughs> into it a was brick. More like fission. She was into a uh, brick. House at 450 Woodman Avenue, rupturing a gas line and triggering a massive explosion that These destroyed four people. four houses and injured seven people. Oh Why aren't you my. blaming Marilyn Manson? Anyway, falling embers. <sighs> is oh that a picture of her? Yeah. God. She's uh, this is like cartoon supermodel level. cute and supermodel dumb. Anyway, this is like cartoon <laughs> level bad. This is like. Yeah. Destroyed four homes and injured seven people. <laughs> Falling embers led to blazes in several homes nearby, and the entire neighborhood had to be oh evacuated. With gas and water service shut off in the area. All wow. told, the blast reportedly caused damages on the neighborhood of $9.8 million <laughs> to $14.7 million. This is like me doing the dishes. It's like a total destruction. The final impact of Mrs. Lay's actions have been enormous with a total damage estimate approaching $15 million, Judge George Orsini no told the court. No wonder she's trying to sue the venue. It's the only way she can pay it off. Meanwhile, victims included two police officers, what, whoa, and two firefighters, what, what, whoa, who suffered numerous injuries with one firefighter forced to spend more than a week in a hospital before being discharged. 
shows a picture of her walking down the street, all yeah, slumped she was over. Cute. I yeah, she's, she's cute. That doesn't like mean that. she's got yeah. brains. Wow, they show a picture of the devastation. It looks like. Oh my god! It looks like yeah, it looks like Ground Zero. <laughs> my god! god. <laughs> yeah, ladies. I'm well, going you know to share this story on go Facebook. Go big it's, or go home, you know? <laughs> well, she certainly did that. You don't have Lay's to Lays certainly home, pled guilty to four counts of impaired driving, was slapped with a three-year prison How sentence in 2021. four counts of impaired driving? You can only drive once. I don't know, honey. Were, I don't know. I don't know the justice. You were tanked. You were <laughs> really, no, I, really. It's Canada, honey. They do oh. things a little differently Blame there. Canada. Blame Canada. However, the Kennick wasn't about to throw away her shot at easing the financial strain. This month, she and father, father Sean Lee's, who you know, her who had the I'm car. Surprised that got, she doesn't have an OnlyFans or a GoFundMe. She probably does. We'll I get to that in a few minutes. She does. We'll get to that in a few minutes. I'm sure there is one. She and her father, what's his nuts, filed a lawsuit against Ovations Ontario Food Services, the company that distributed the hooch. They claim that the libations purveyor... Oh, fancy language here. Libations purveyor. Want a beer? That goes with the song that Chat just posted. There she was, just a-walking down the street, singing dum-a-diddy-diddy-dum, did she do? You can't see it, but he's banging his head on the microphone. Jimmy is a headbanger. Anyway, um... Shares liability for the blast the grounds of Stafford's ejected ladies from the venue while failing to take steps to ensure she would not drive home. They're not cops. They're not security. But if she's that wasted, the least they could have done is, I don't know, called her an Uber, maybe. I don't know. I I mean, is that their responsibility, though? I mean, do No, it's not. You're ultimately responsible for your actions. I know, but when you're that wasted. Oh, I know. I know. Look, let me put it this way. If it were my establishment, because I know people who own bars, I know people who work at bars, if you're a responsible bar owner or, or employee... You will call a cab. You you confiscate and there the are, keys. And there are, there are taxi companies that will literally Do it take you free. home for yes, free. Absolutely. Not just on New Year's Eve, anytime. If you're snockered, you have them call you a cab, and then you come back when you're smart again <laughs> and get your car and drive home. I can't it's imagine just... drinking. I mean, because you and I, we're actually really good about that. Because you'll be like, hey, are you okay to drive? I'm like, no. <laughs> There's never been a time. There have been times when I've been so tired, I mean, not drunk, just tired, that I pulled over to rest before I continued because I'm literally, I I would otherwise fall asleep at the wheel. I I once had cops, I I was driving cross country and I was almost home, but I had literally gotten to the point where I couldn't keep my eyes open. I don't know what I was thinking at the time, but I was just like, I need need to sleep. Let me go ahead and and finish the story. (laughs) And this month, she and her father, Sean Lee's, I'm, I didn't mean to interrupt. I thought you were going to take care of the no, racket no, no. behind us. I think the puppy took care of herself when all the banging and falling and, and things that hit the drum set happened. And she came running in here with her tail between her legs. I She's think learning the hard way, like yeah. having lamps land on her, having <laughs> oh, a right. step stool, wearing a step stool as a necklace because <laughs> she knocked it over. I, I think the little girl's starting to learn, you know. The, it, it's called Operation Yipe Yipe because if, if, 
If it causes her to go yipe, 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 she won't do it again. <laughs> it's true. I forgot about the step stool necklace. That was a good one. Oh, my God. Anyway, uh, they claim that the libations purveyor shares liability for the blast on the grounds that staffers ejected lace from the libations venue. libations purveyor. Yes. I want a name tag. You know what? You check our store, counterculturewise.com. I am going to have a shirt with a name tag that says Libations Purveyor. That's just too I'm going to send it to uh, my, my friend Ronnie okay. Al Amarillo, who runs the Double R Bar. Well, make sure you send it by morning. Oh, for Christ. <laughs> you can't say that. Armadillos are morning. Anyway, uh, uh, <laughs> Nick says, oh, she's into lamps too. Maybe she thought she was bringing you your microphone. <laughs> the look on his face. This will be my final broadcast of Counterculture Wise. Oh, okay, all right, stop. I'm I not... took his lamp away so he couldn't talk into it anymore. <laughs> For your information, I am now speaking into the mic. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the best we... shows ever. <laughs> like, Jim, you're speaking into the lamp again. <laughs> I borrowed it from the CIA. Leave me alone. Anyway. I said, be careful, his bow tie is really a camera. <laughs> Speaking to the lamp. <laughs> oh, hey. Anyway, for the blast on the ground, I'm, I'm going to tell this whole story, no matter how many interruptions and sidetracks I mean, and crap. I've got to find we... Libations. Where the heck is that? Libations Purveyor. Purveyor. Yeah, that's, that's okay. going to be your next T-shirt. Shares liability for the blast on the grounds that staffers ejected ladies from the venue while failing to take steps to ensure she would not drive home. According to legal documents, they're not required to do that. In a, maybe it is in Canada. I don't know. Their weird. Their laws are weird. Lays also alleged that Ovations had served her alcohol while aware that the bargoer was intoxicated, accusing them of putting Wait, profit above. So we go above. from Libations purveyor to bargoer. Yeah. Really? Well, earlier they used the word hooch. I just said that and yeah, went kept it, on going. It, it, it should and, be establishment esquire. I don't know. I can't think of anything right now. <sighs> bargoer. Alcohol dealer. Okay, let's keep going already. It okay. While aware that the bar goer was intoxicated, accusing them of putting profit above safety, and that the resulting damage was caused or contributed to by the negligence, breach of duty, breach of contract by the bar. What contract? There isn't one. They're the idiots. The contract is you come, you give me money, I give you booze. Yeah. And if I see your snockered, the right thing to do is to get a, a cab or tell you or cut you off. By the way, when people are that smashed, you cut them off. They're just going to go to another bar at the same damn venue. Exactly. I've I know people like that. I, I I've never. I don't think I've ever been people like that. If I was, I apologize. But I know people like well, that. I know. I, for I, a I know. Fact, I've I know seen for people. A fact that you've never been people like that, but you may have been a person like that. Oh, for the love of God. <laughs> Today's grammar lesson was brought to you by Counterculture Wise and CCW Labs, the makers of Give a Damn. Anyway. Oh, we haven't done that one yet. Not yet, but it'll happen. We have damn you all. That's what I meant to say, but anyway. As reparations, I hate that word, they believe that the booze distributor is responsible for any awards or judgment amounts resulting from multiple court claims levied against them by Woodman Avenue victims. That is, if the father-daughter duo is required to pay any amount, then they are entitled to contribution and indemnity from ovations. You know something? No. No, they're no. not. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. Because people, I, I have seen 
when I lived in Seattle, I went to the Royal Unicorn. I don't even know if the place is anymore, but I remember leaving one night. Royal Unicorn sounds like a pride parade. No, it was a <laughs> it was a Chinese restaurant and bar. Thank you. They went and across the street was a grocery store, and it was one. It was like okay, it was like two o three, two o four, and this drunk hoe is going on and on I'm with the cashier, and, and and she's just. Whining and complaining and about him not be- selling her a 12-pack of beer. I mean, she couldn't stumble in 10 minutes earlier and grab it. And she's just going on and on. I'm just waiting to get a snack, and I'm waiting in line, and just on and on and on. That's the kind of person this woman is most likely. Yeah. And I'll bet she's an alcoholic. I'll bet she has an issue and needs and desperately needs help. And I think after you've set forty-seven buildings and a and, and you know a partridge and a partridge and a pear tree on fire, maybe you should stop <laughs> drinking. I don't maybe know. We should bring it in a bit. <laughs> maybe. Oy, oy, oy. No, I'm I'm sharing this and one on Facebook. Like, I didn't do nothing. I need to be suing somebody. No, no, honey. Okay, this is um, file I for irony, and and not the kind from the the song, but actual irony. Mm. On December 9th, a driver speeding north on Sheridan Boulevard ran a red light and killed Logan Rockland, a 34-year-old biker who was riding in the crosswalk. The driver never stopped. In the days that followed, Rockland's loved ones set up a ghost bike, a memorial featuring a bicycle painted white to commemorate a biker killed by a motor vehicle on the northeast corner of the intersection. They attached the bike to a cross-button pole. But since then, the ghost bike has been smashed into by two <laughs> different vehicles. I shouldn't laugh. With the pole getting knocked over, too. God, I shouldn't laugh, but that's hilarious. Some days I effing hate this corner. Other days it's a beautiful experience. Says Eric Elliott, the partner of Rockland's older sister, Andy Morris. And man, they really did smash the crap out of it. I mean, we're, we're talking like a cemented Taint you know, pretty. pole with like wiring and all kinds of stuff. And they. Elliott has been visiting the northeast corner of Sheridan and 38th every night since December 15th. He holds a sign for passersby that reads, Fatal Hit and Run at the top. If you know drivers and any eyewitnesses come forward, Big reward, the sign continues, with Elliot's phone number listed at the bottom. That has got to be so hard to just, that person got away with it. That is heartbreaking. The Denver Police Department notes that the fatal hit and run involving Rockland is still being actively investigated. But with just grainy camera images of the two cars that sped through the red light that night, one of which hit Rockland, Elliot wants to obtain more information from members of the public who may have been in the area. Question. Raising my hand. Question. You in the corner. Losing your religion. When I run the red light and they send me a ticket, it's really, really clear. And they can totally read my driver's license, my, 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 driver's, my, my car license. But when somebody speeds through it and smacks into a biker, all of a sudden it's too grainy that they can't read it. Well, they just need to improve their cameras, I guess. Why are the cameras even there? To surveil us. I mean, uh, to enforce safety and and make sure that we are all uh, stay healthy and happy and safe. Well, not 
healthy, happy, and safe enough to have non-grainy cameras. All I'm saying is if they wanted to send him a speeding ticket or a ticket for running a light, magically the cameras would have been crystal clear. But since he murdered somebody, he or she, maybe it was the chick who blew up the houses. Probably. Mm. Drove down from Canada to wherever this place is. I've been here through the whole thing. I'm just trying to take some of the weight off the family by looking and searching and trying to keep this from getting swept under the rug. And I'm also interested in making this intersection a lot safer, Elliot says, noting that he plans to tally 34 days at the corner to mark Rockland's 34 years of life. I'm just digging and digging and digging and digging until this is done. 34 days is bupkis, buddy. Try 34 months or 34 years. On a recent Thursday evening, Elliot, who tries to put in at least two hours every night at the intersection, stands with signs as some drivers honk in acknowledgement. He's witnessed the full spectrum of humanity on these evenings. It's such a wide range of emotions, sadness, and people will honk or wave and come by and bring hot chocolate or food. Someone came by and brought me a Chick-fil-A. Adding that other people have come to put a hand on him and say a prayer. Sometimes I just love people. Yeah, sometimes. And around 70 people came out for a candlelight vigil for Rockland at the intersection on January 6th. See, good things do happen on January 6th. One person even brought $100 to donate to the GoFundMe set up to help support Rockland's wife, Hillary Van Neuert. They were very young. She's so young. Rockland's death hit extra hard for Van Neuert, who was battling... Oh, my God, sweetie. Who was battling leukemia and was set to celebrate her one-year anniversary. Guys... Go to our website and click on the GoFundMe and help these people. Yeah, for on, once, we're not going to pitch about us anymore. Send, on send December 9th, them, the day that... I'm, you know what? I'm going to stick this in the chat. On December 9th, the day that Rockland was hit, Van Nort was in the hospital undergoing a stem cell transplant. Oh, sweet baby. She's totally bald. Damn, I mean, Jesus, it just gets worse and worse. It seemed like it was going to have a happy ending and still will, God willing, but we lost Logan along the way. It was just terribly unfair, says Morris, who described her brother as someone who was outdoorsy and very social with a big group of friends. On this particular Thursday night, one man waiting at a red light near where Elliot is standing rolls down his windows to mention that he lost his mother 12 years ago. I hope you find that effer, the man says. I've had at least a dozen people telling me a horrific story like that, Elliot says. Sometimes people will come up and they're in tears, complete strangers, and they're so moved. They'll have a story or they knew someone. So there is an absolute satanic, evil, horrible person out there, but there's so many more good people. That's what we need to know about each other. Mm -hmm. While he hasn't seen an accident during the time he's been standing on the corner, Elliot has witnessed the negatives associated... I didn't expect this to take such a turn! Associated with America's car-centric culture, and now they're talking about how cars are bad and this and that, and people go up on the curb, they're driving really fast, and he said, City of Denver should add arrows to the lanes and ban right turns on red at this particular intersection. Simple fixes. Simple, cheap effective fixes why aren't they doing it okay um it goes on to a little bit more but criminy sorry i laughed at the beginning no well i mean the beginning's funny but then it just gets worse and worse and worse and then their puppy died and then she had a miscarriage and then aliens came and stole their eyeballs and it's like my god how far i mean (laughs) criminy 
So anyways, I placed in the GoFundMe in chat and helped this poor sweet woman. I mean, she's losing. She lost all of her hair. She lost her husband. I thought our Christmas sucked balls, but I think she has this oh, beat. Oh, God, with a sucked man. Okay. <laughs> wow, they've raised $91,000 of their goal of 60000 so they're not, they're, well, she's doing good. okay. Good. She's doing okay. Good, but send the money anyhow. <laughs> All right, this goes, this goes to Green Bay, Wisconsin. An investigation is underway after a suspicious package containing narcotics was addressed to the Green Bay Police Chief's office. Uh, officers say the package was intercepted Probably not the best idea, but okay. <laughs> the package was intercepted internally at the U.S. Post Office Tuesday before reaching Chief Chris Davis. The package was found to contain 3.02 grams of fentanyl, 0.79 grams of cocaine, and a letter of explanation. We get lots of correspondence from the community here in the Chief's office. Are they going to give us the letter? I want to read the letter. I don't know. We'll get there, maybe. We get lots of correspondence from the community here in the chief's office, but this is the first time anyone has ever sent us drugs. We're investigating the situation, obviously, but it's a good opportunity to remind everyone that they can properly dispose of unwanted drugs. There's no such thing. Unwanted drugs or medications by using the drug drop box in our lobby or turning them over to one of our patrol officers. I want a drug drop box. How can I get one of those? <laughs> I don't know. Serve the community. Drop your drugs here. You know what? Your man, guns I've too. already I'll take dropped some drugs, man. I'll, I'll take the guns, too, guys. In a gun of DeVita, baby! <laughs> <clears throat> Unwanted drugs or medication for using the drug, 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 drug. Or turning them over to one of our patrol officers. It probably should go without saying, but please don't send us drugs in the mail. Wait, okay. Uh, so a guy stumbles up to a police officer and hands him a eight ball of Coke and says, I'm just, you know, turning this in, you know, because I don't want it. And then wanders away, and absolutely nothing happens. That that that's like that happens. No. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Police say this is an active investigation. And will not release any further details. A spokesperson declined Fox 11's request for more information about the letter that accompanied the package. Anyone with information related to this incident can call Green Bay Police in reference case blah blah. Those who wish to remain anonymous can call Crime Stoppers. Anyway. At. You 920-432, know. knock it the heck off. Okay. Knock it off. All right. Two bugling crooks were caught trying and failing to steal money from an ATM at a gas station for five minutes during an early morning raid what? in Washington. The unidentified men can be seen on surveillance footage breaking into Ben's Market 76 gas station on Blaine Road around 4.30 a.m. on January 17th. <laughs> Jesus. Deputies were alerted to the break-in after two crooks used a stolen red Jeep and a tow strap. That's where to, my Jeep went. <laughs> to bring into the convenience store and steal the ATM. The men, dressed in hoodies and hats, can be seen pulling up to the pumps before taking out a yellow tow strap and attached it to the back of the car. Next, the man in the orange hoodie attaches the other side to the front doors of the gas station while the driver pulls away and busts the doors open. He then backs up as the man in the orange jacket runs inside and shimmies out the heavy ATM just inside the doors, and they keep saying ATM machine, and the people who wrote this need to be fired. One of the crooks manages to get the machine upright, albeit upside down, while his partner in crime continuously pulls forward and then reverses. 
As the other man is struggling to open the ATM, the driver takes matters into his own hands and backs up over the machine repeatedly. Despite the entire plastic front of the machine coming off, they were still unable to access the precious paper it's inside. kind of the point. <laughs> it's like breaking into a, a vault. The man in the orange hoodie drags the machine up to the passenger side door before abandoning it next to the, next to the gas pump while the driver turns the vehicle forward and hits it again and again. When the two men realize the crime is fruitless, you know what would be hilarious? Uh-huh. Is if the ATM was empty. <laughs> that would be funny. When the two men realize the crime is fruitless, the orange hoodie man hops back into the passenger seat and they take, man? And they take off in their stolen getaway car. The car, which was stolen from Bellingham the same morning, was later found abandoned in the woods. The Whatcom County Sheriff's Office is still looking for the men. <laughs> are encouraging anyone with information i'm just i'm there's video and all i'm hearing is the benny hill theme song it's like oh yakety sax oh god this is classic oh what idiots all right and they're from washington state sorry florida i think you have been undone Okay, yeah. this is a difficult subject to talk about, but I'm going to read the article anywho once it decides to come up. Here anywho. we go. Wait, I need you to read. No, I'll read the last one. I no, you read the last one. <laughs> Jim's just that's, gonna... that, that's the killer Jim's of them all. Jim's just going to be over here talking like that. <laughs> but more on that in a moment. A farm worker charged with killing seven people at two Half Moon Bay mushroom farms reportedly told investigators he was spurred to carry out the shootings after his supervisor demanded that he pay $100 to repair a forklift damaged at work. Well, now we know the price of human Did he life damage it? Guy. I don't know. San Mateo County District Attorney Steve Wagstaff confront, confirmed to the Bay Area News Group Friday that Shun Zhao was enraged by the equipment bill, saying that a co-worker was to blame for the collision between his forklift and okay, the co-worker's dude, bulldozer. chill. I mean, Lord, it's 100 bucks. Well, he's going to pay more now. Anyway, KN, KNTV TV. Wait a minute. KNTV TV. That's stupid. The, that's anyway, like ATM mm-hmm. machine. Thank yeah. you. It's like the, the, the kindergarten I went to. It was in a in a new development called Soul Vista, and because you could see that development, it was called Vista View. Think for a moment. Vista <laughs> View. It, it, it's like saying view, look. view, yeah. or Vista, Vista. Vista is is, is, is Spanish view. for view, view. Yeah. for those of you who don't know. So that was the beginning of my well, education. That's how it turned out like the this. view. It's like watching yeah, well. that... that uh, Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> Don't make me gag. Anyway, KNTV, the NBC affiliate in the San Francisco Bay Area, not to be confused with KNBC TV in Los Angeles, was the first to report the development. Authorities say Zhao, 66, shot and killed four workers and wounded a fifth employer Monday at California Terra Garden. He then went to nearby Concord Farms where he had worked previously. Okay, he was really goofy and fatally shot three former co-workers. Zhao told KNTV-TV-TV-TV in a courthouse interview Thursday that he committed the shootings. Way to go, dum-dum. 
He said he was bullied and worked long hours on the farms and his complaints were ignored, the station reported. But you don't kill people for that. Anyway, on Monday... I mean, he's in the U.S., right? Yeah, this is in, in, in Northern California. So, he wasn't forced to work there. He had no. a choice to work elsewhere. So, if he felt like he was bullied and worked long hours, then yeah, get another job, buddy. Yeah, don't go killing people. Well, it's going to be difficult for him to find a job now. Or maybe actually extremely easy, if yeah. you think about it. Anyway, on Monday, it. Zhao vented to his supervisor about the bill, but the supervisor insisted he needed to pay. Zhao then allegedly shot the supervisor and the co-worker, My the news Lord. outlets reported. He so had this a is bad one of the day. stories that Chuck reported on. Yep. Speaking in Mandarin, Zhao told the television station from a county jail in Redwood City that he has been in the U.S. for 11 years and has a green card. He why said, was he speaking in Mandarin? I'm not going there right now. We only have 10 minutes, so, you know, whatever's. Um, <laughs> he said he has a 40-year-old daughter in China and lived with his wife in Half Moon Bay. The coroner's office has named six of the victims, Jisen Liu, 73, of San Francisco, Maracano Martinez Jimenez, 50, of Moss Beach, California, Agzhang Zhang, 74, of San Francisco, Kuizong Sheng. I have to hand it to you, Jim. You're quite international with these names. The first one sounded French. The second one sounded Hispanic. <laughs> the third one sounded somewhat anyway, Chinese. Anyway, the, the point is Jing Jing Lu of Half Moon Bay and Yatao Bing, whose hometown was unknown. These all but one gentleman, if you're looking, if you're strictly looking at it by names, the rest of them were Asian. Yes. He killed his, you know... And, and by the sound of it, Chinese specifically. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then, of what course, the he also killed Pedro Romero Perez. But, oh, no, no, he's the one who survived. Ro- yeah. No, Rom- yeah, it doesn't. It's heartbreaking. But there are two Perez's. A hundred bucks? I mean, seriously? File a complaint with the Labor Department, go home. Jeez. Have a glass of wine and chill, dude. What the hell? Maybe he had a few too many. Hard to say. All right. Well, All right. So story. this is the wrap up of this why we can't have nice ball. I mean, things. Have... <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> Railroad. <clears throat> Nick, I need I need you to um, Nick, Nick, if you're if you're in chat, uh, let me know that you're listening. I want to make sure you're with us for this one because this one this one goes out to you, buddy. Railroad workers had to rescue a stricken male raccoon after it became frozen to one side of the tracks. Stuck fast by its balls. The animal was seen facing the oncoming train carriage as it straddled one side of the track. Railroad workers Neil Mullins, 35, was out on the job when he came across the little guy. Cute little guy. The traumatized-looking raccoon was eventually removed from the rail with hot water and a shovel. Ah, how many people want hot water and a shovel on their balls? Raise your hands. No? Nobody? Okay. Just me? Okay. I mean, let's face it. There's probably somebody who would be very, very into that because... Probably. Probably. Like, if anybody, know. it would be Nick. With this cute little teeny tiny marble stuck to the way we just so cute and little. <laughs> All right, so Man, Neil, you, know, you can't take that sitting down. 
Never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the only way you can take it. Hot water and a shovel. <laughs> All right, so this, this dude, uh, Neil, uh-huh. um, who sadly, I don't know why they're telling us this other than for the joke, is from Cochrane, Georgia. <laughs> There's no other reason to tell us other than that. Said... <laughs> I poured the warm water under his bottom while a co-worker worked the shovel under his butt to try to prick him loose. I know it was just a raccoon, but I'm still talking like this. And just so uh. you know, this is not the Onion or Babylon Bee. This is from Yahoo News. You can't see the pictures. If Head you on feel over you to counterculturewise.com. <laughs> There's video. Not making this up, I swear. Okay then. <laughs> she swears she isn't making this up. <laughs> the trash panda was nearly trashed. Okay, thanks, Dave. God, we have the best listeners. Hey, what say we end on? A- <laughs> Can't we end on a higher note than that? Warm water I, and a shovel. I, 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 I think that virtually any story will be better than frozen balls on a. Railroad, oh god! Oh, poor little raccoon. You know what? God bless those of you who took the time to save the trash panda. All right. Here on Counterculture Wise, we may rant, we may rave, but most of all, we go against the current culture because we believe, to the core of our beings, that humans are good. And the world is an amazing and beautiful place. At the beginning of our show, we give you news of the weird and wonderful. But that is just the tip of the magnificent iceberg that is our world. We now present news of the wonderfuller. Alrighty. The You can see me spinning around in a big, gigantic, uh, grassy area. Uh, The famous Von Trapp family from The Sound of Music is developing a dramatic TV series about their lives following the iconic movie, which is being billed as The Crown Meets This Is Us. Hmm. The scripted drama called Baroness is being developed by George Von Trapp's great-great-grandson, Miles Von Trapp Derbyshire. Miles is the New York City-based grandson of George's eldest son, Rupert, who is actually depicted as Liesel in the beloved Oscar-winning 1966 movie. So they gender swapped. I sounds like it. Miles thirty. Miles thirty-eight tells page six there will be moments of conflict as with any family, but most importantly, there are moments of tremendous strength, hope, and acceptance. I will so watch this. I would too. Miles continues. My family is anything but boring. That's that's no yeah, lie. Well, yeah. There is a lot more story to be told. Things that happened after my family crossed that mountain, and we have since protected our story. It's the first time that anyone has done anything post Sound of Music. I always my, wondered what happened to them after they they, yeah, they fled. I, it would be interesting. My family is very quiet. We were raised to live in a bubble, but now we're going to speak up and tell the story. Nice. Miles says the historical drama will be a world away from the Rogers and Hammerstein created musical and movie. It will instead be centered around the family of his grandson, Baroness. Grandmother. 
All kinds of gender swapping. Yeah, you're just swapping His grandmother, away. Baroness Henriette Von Trapp, who was married to Rupert, the eldest son of George Von Trapp, played by Christopher Plummer, magnificently, I might add, in the Oscar-winning movie. Then again, everything Christopher Plummer see, did was amazing. I need to go back and see it again. Okay. Henrietta was confined to a wheelchair at age 22 after suffering from polio, but oh. was still able to raise six children, one of them Miles' mother, Stephanie. The show will be set in the period after the singing family fled Europe in the early 1940s and bought a farm in Stowe, Vermont, which became a guest house called the Trap Family Lodge. <gasps> I want to visit that. It might not even exist anymore. We'll have to see. The family matriarch, Maria von Trapp, famously played by Julie Andrews in the movie, will be featured as a character on the show, but her depiction will be dramatically different. The family insists that Maria was a very loving but strong-willed woman with a temper and who was a powerful driving force to keep the family going. Okay, there's a picture of her. She don't look nothing like Julie Andrews. You Miles explains... She does not. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I mean, sure that, I'm sure that was much weird. Miles explains the thing about... Well, actually, it's not about the Julie Andrews character. Anyway, Miles explains the good thing about Maria is that she's a complex character. You can't tell the story without being, her being a part of it. She's definitely going to be a character The Trap in Family Lodge is a 2,500-acre resort located in Stowe, Vermont. It's managed by know. Sam Van Trapp, blah, 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 son blah, of blah, Johannes blah. Von Trapp of the Austrian musical family, and it gets four and a half out of five stars on Travel.com. Okay, looks like we got a... <laughs> We got a trip to Vermont. Yes. I think we'll also visit Interruption City after that. <laughs> anyway, she the look she gave me, I, I just don't know. The battle over the, the Trap Family Lodge, which took place after the death of Maria in 1987, is also expected to be featured in the series. The feud was, out, was about control of and the profits from the lodge, a 93-room, luxurious Austrian-style resort with 100... Timeshare units on 2,200 acres in Stowe, Vermont. Me want to go. Mm-hmm. It first went to trial in 1996, pitting Johannes, the president of the business, and the youngest of the Von Trapp children, along with sisters Maria and Rosemarie and brother Werner, against the youngest sister, Eleanor, their nephew George, the eldest son of Rupert, and 15 other grandchildren. I Johannes and his side fight. bought out the other group for $2.56 million. Which is bupkis nowadays. In 1995, when he reorganized the laws, but shortly after, Eleanor and their and their other group argued their shares were worth almost twice that amount. There is then a picture of the legendary, gorgeous Julie Andrews doing the thing about about to do the swing, or, swing the circle with the arms thing. The 1999, the simmering feud was settled by the Vermont Supreme Court, which ruled that Johannes and his side must pay the rival faction around three million dollars. Oh, heart hurt that they. Did that to each other. Oh, that happens all the time. There's a battle right now over Elvis Presley or uh, over Graceland because Lisa Marie signed a document making her daughter the person running Graceland for all intents and purposes rather than Priscilla. It's it's a mess. Oh, no. hap- in other words, it happens all the time. Johannes and his son Sam Van Trapp still run the lodge and brewery, which was Brewery, really? which was <laughs> our ears was went perk. Re- re- rebuilt and expanded. It. Listen to your favorite alcoholics every week at Sunday. <laughs> anyway, oh, Johann- full circle, devastating fire involving alcohol, which was rebuilt and expanded. Devastating fire in 1980 it killed one guest and destroyed most of Maria's possessions. Yeah. Oh, well, how do you, you sell down how five you sell other them? houses? Huh? Huh? <laughs> 
Miles adds that the show, which has been in development since 2017, would still incorporate the elements of hope and family unity from the original movie, saying, Baroness is going to bring hope and comfort. We want to go back into your living room, give you a big hug, and remind you that everything is going to be okay. I'm not going to read the rest of this because... It's already almost time to shut this engine down, All and right. we got one, one more story. story we like to leave on a I'm not crying, you're crying note. Yes. Peter Davies, a World War II veteran, spends his free time reading to local school children. After losing his wife of 72 years. I can't even imagine being alive that long, much less married that long. Davies said he felt like a lost soul, so he decided to begin volunteering at Dean Valley Community Primary School in Ballington, a town civil parish in Cheshire, England. I'm sure I get more out of it than the children do. It's a lovely, warm feeling. It's like, I'm sure I'll get more out of it than the children do. By the way, she missed one detail. He's 100 years old. Oh, it doesn't say that. It does. Oh, oh, but it does. Oh, here it is. It's up here. A 100-year-old reading volunteer has been awarded the prestigious British Empire Medal in the 2023 New Year Honors. So he's married to his wife for 72 years. I, you know, if you can make and, it 72 they, they months, even, it's pretty good. They weren't even children. I mean, he, he they were full age and everything. I'm sure I get... Okay, um... He says it's also giving him street cred in his village. Cute. My street cred is tremendous because I'll be going anywhere in the village and a child will shout out, Hello, Mr. Davies, and I feel 10 feet tall, he said. He looks really, really good, good for, for being 100. I mean, he looks, I would look like good that now. <laughs> the school's head teacher described Davies as inspirational, generous, considerate, and thoughtful. He has gifted his time for so many children over the last six years to instill a love of reading that we'll never be able to say thank you. And there is a video uh, featuring him, so head on over to countercoachjoys.com where you can follow all of these links, see other things. Uh, Chuck, actually, we wrote in the middle of the week, so it is already animated. If you want to visit, holy crap, this is actually happening, our uh, YouTube. Our successful Uh, YouTube. Well, it was, but we've been shadow banned into oblivion, but we're also on BitChute and Rumble and all the other places, so head on over to see those videos, and folks, it's been an amazing evening. I've had a blast. I don't know about you. It's been a great weekend, and this is a great way to cap it off. Thank you. We love you. Every single person who is, is listening to us live, listening to us in the future, 47 years from now, when when everybody but Max is dead and gone. Max will still be doing the Max Christmas special without us. Max will still be doing the Christmas without special us. without us. <laughs> and, and, and people are still... We love you guys. We it's, love you guys. We in, love you. In the year 2525, we love you guys. We do. All Folks, right. have an amazing <laughs> week. You know what? Go forth and do something good for someone and yourself. We love you. We'll see you next week. Thanks for hanging out and chat, guys. I love you both. All two of our audience. Bye. We love them. <laughs> Bye. Counterculture Wise is a Stormcat production. Thank you for joining our growing family of listeners. All links from the show are available on our website, counterculturewise.com. 
Find our archives on any of your favorite podcast hosts. We engage in satire, commentary, and generally laugh at the ridiculousness of our crumbling society. Our only medical or financial advice is to not follow any financial or medical advice given by podcasters. Our animations, interviews, holy crap segment, and other videos are put out on BitChute and Rumble, and only in part on YouTube because they hate free speech. Our show is entirely funded by listeners like you. Visit our ever-expanding merch store or our Subscribestar, where you can get outtakes, extra videos, and sneak peeks. If you would like to be a guest on our program, feel free to contact us via our website. Just click on the link at the top that says, Be a Guest on Our Show. For more fun and cat pics, please visit our Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. For complaints about our show, please fill out the ID10T form on our website, and we will give it the attention it deserves. Meanwhile, no matter how cruel the world may be around you, always remember the importance of kindness. Be kind to each other, be kind to animals, and be kind to yourself. See you you next next week. week!